Welcome everybody to the third episode of Selves Talking. Here today is my friend Enrique, aka DJ Q, aka Young Vato, aka Q. You you go by anything else on me? I go by a lot of things, but that we'll just leave it there. Because <laughs> <laughs> three three's good. I mean, yeah, I think cool. I went with four, but whatever. Follow me at Young Vato Y U N G V A T zero. There you go. There you go. Plugging, bro. Always plugging. So uh, so you're talking about these Kumba things? Kumba, 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 Kumba. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking. <clears throat> been just falling in love with cumbia all over again i mean i don't know maybe it's just that whole thing of like not liking what your parents like for a while okay to find yourself yeah yeah, yeah. and then when you stumble back upon it you're like wow they were they were ahead of the game okay you know so like i was i was just telling you earlier um this guy just this beautiful beautiful this talented and beautiful DJ, yeah. uh, Turbo Sonidero, yeah. <laughs> a homie, a homie of ours. He rolled through to Tucson probably like last year. Mm-hmm. But this homie is just like OG of OGs of like the cumbia game. This guy goes to Defe and like digs for deep cuts. People that like you don't you haven't even heard of like cuts that are just super rare for like 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 human cuts or yeah yeah like cumbia that? cuts okay. and shit so he because he dj's like from mexico california and other places oh, and okay. shit too and so he has like a whole drive of them and he dropped it off it was like 30 gigabytes damn cumbia sound kits and all this other shit seriously that's one of the cool perks bro like another homie from peru Deltatron is trap producer, Delta trap cumbia producer. Trap cumbia? Oh gave, gave us like another like 15 gigs of just like music, really? sound kits. Trap cumbia? Yeah. Trap cumbia? Yeah. What? Yeah. I can't. How do you, how's that even sound? Like, it sounds <laughs> like you'll be like, oh. Yeah, no, like it'll make sense once yeah, you hear sense. it. The words together don't make sense in themselves. That's crazy. Trap cumbia. Trap cumbia. Delta. You know, you know, it's funny, dude. I don't say, I don't say that word at all. Like at all. Like I never really say it. I never realized I've never cumbia. I never like. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I don't even know how to say it. Is this it? Yeah. Delta Tron. This I can see people getting into that for sure. Yeah, man, this was international, well, from from Peru to here to here to like New York. He was all over the place. Wow. So yeah, so it's cool, like a DJ thing, like to swap music, swap music, and touring and shit. Be like, hey, yo, this is what we're doing. Gift, yeah. The same way, like we gave him a bunch of shit that we had. Wow, that's awesome, man. Damn. So the cumbia circuit is really tight, man. That's crazy. You know, you know what's funny? My parents, 
from what I know, my parents never really were into cumbia. No? No, no, no. I never, like, that wasn't played around the house at all. Was it more norteños and stuff? I don't know. I feel like it was older, to be honest with you, man. Like, old, old school? I don't know, man. Like, ah, like, my dad... What's like Spanish music my parents would listen to? Like I don't know, my mom was like super into like Shakira every once in a while. Like she'll play that. That's my really dad cool. would like yeah, my, my my dad would like there's this guy, he looks like Jesus. I don't know how, I don't oh, know his name. That's the Los Bukis. Marco Antonio Solis. I think so, yeah, 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 yeah. He would listen to him a lot. That fool's tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fool, that, okay, that was tight. Bookies, yeah, man. But I, I never really listened to my parents. I never caught my parents listening to cumbias, like, at all. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Not at all. My context was that they would listen to that for parties or my mom was cleaning. Oh, okay. But the majority of my mom's listening was banda, was 80s, like, Mexican pop, Spanish pop. Like Amanda Miguel, Jose Jose, and all these other fools. Yeah, Jose Jose. Yeah, yeah Jose, yeah. that would be, be a thing. Yeah. Uh, no, not, like, so you're right. I mean, the cumbia craze isn't as. It's really romanticized if you really think about it. But yeah. it's still a big piece of it, I believe. Yeah? Yeah, but I mean, bandas. Well, I feel like it's mainstream shit. Like, mm. kind of like the way so our that's generation. That's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like whatever's. In, so, like, Marco Antonio Solis has, like, a number one album. Uh huh. Everyone's gonna be listening to that. Right, right, right. But the cumbia cuts are like, that's the song culture that mm-hmm. when you like them, you know what's up, because oh, okay. of like word of mouth. Oh, okay. Because there wasn't radio for cumbia, I don't think, for a minute. Really? That's just what I remember. I don't know if maybe it's because where I was born, right? Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a real two sewn in. Let's <laughs> put that out there <laughs> on uh, this podcast. He did it himself, guys. He did it himself. Shit. <laughs> but, um, what are you what, what are you referring? Like what, where you were born then? Like where you were born? Salt Lake. I mean, Salt it's Lake? different okay. regions, right? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It probably would. Because even there now, like looking at like, because there's like currents, right? There's like circuits of, of scenes. Yeah. Of like poetry and of, of like music yeah it's all like there's a lot of dead spots not a lot of people okay and that makes sense that makes sense yeah because yeah. it was hard for any like there was, I mean for sure there was like subcultures I remember really like vividly but for sure but nothing like where Tucson becomes like this crossroad between the west coast and like the south right okay that's crazy and Salt Lake sounds like a dead, stagnant place. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it, it is, but also I don't uh, want to like. Hey, I'm, you're I'm sure mean, it is a stagnant place. Then. I'm pretty sure. I mean, for what I remember, but I mean, I, I know uh, there's some cool shit that, that happened. has happened. Right. But it's just not in the not in the same way that Tucson has those. It's those true. Things, right. I, I bet. Tucson. Tucson's unique, though, bro. Yeah. Tucson's crazy. It's a weird place to be in, bro. It really is. That's for bro. sure. How was that? How was your like the whole California trip and shit? It was great, man. I mean, dreams come true, bro. Dreams come true. What, what happened? What came true? I was just working for like the poetry organization. Yeah. I've been like, well, I guess to give you context, so five years ago, the first time I had ever left Tucson on like a poetry trip uh-huh. was to Brave New Voices. Okay. In, in San Francisco. Okay. Five cool. years ago. So here I am five years later, right. back in the Bay, uh-huh. back with Brave New Voices, uh-huh. working for Brave New Voices, and like being at the upper echelons of this, one, this thing that I thought was like unattainable. Damn. Right? And so it was a lot That's of that. That's crazy. So then I was kicking, like the people I hired this year, because I got associate director of Future Corps, 
and future core for the Brave New Voices Festival mm-hmm. are like past alums, like past participants who come oh, back okay. to to uh, organize to a volunteer. Out. Right, right. <coughs> and so I got a return as a future core in 2014 for the first time. Okay. And then I went again last year in 2016. Mm. And then they offered me associate director. Wow. To like hire the team. So I got to, that's why I was in the bay in February right. and stuff. And so it was a cool process. But a lot of the folks that I got to choose on my team, yeah. I, f- I didn't even think of it during the application process. It right. wasn't until like we were all in the same room that I was like, yo, we all met five years ago. <laughs> you know, like yeah. at the, in this area. I remember um, the homie uh, Kosi, uh-huh. Kosi Dunn. Amazing poet, musician, rapper, fucking organizer from DC. I saw him perform in one of the venues I was in <clears throat> five years ago. This fool had like, like a, lo- a little, little fro, <laughs> and now he has the you know the fucking the, the twists in it. I mean, really, my man's grown so much too. There and then go. there was the homie Hiwa, who was like on final stage, I believe. And like I remember saying what up to them like in passing. Uh, and then here we were, like, eating ceviche five years later, like, kicking right. it, you know? And just th- a lot of those parallels are really cool. Damn, that's crazy, dude. So, it was, I mean, there was a lot of drama that, I mean, happened, but oh, yeah. for the most part, it was... It's just, you know, that festival runs, you, you drive all right. your pa- your energy cause into like, it. Because it's, like, so much. What kind of festival is it? It's a poetry it's festival? It's a poetry festival for young people. For young people. And so it's basically what we do at Types, but like oh, okay. around the world. So you have wow. young people from London, Bermuda, Trinidad, Tobago, New York, fucking Baton Rouge, places that you wouldn't even, Damn. like Tennessee, like the South, the Southwest, yeah. everywhere, bro. North. I had no idea this was a thing. This is a thing, bro. That's yeah, awesome, man. That's what um, <clears throat> kind of influenced me early on. Yeah. Like being able to kick it with fools from, like, like, from all over. Yeah, because I mean, look, even with that, like Kosi I was telling you about, we met, like, we knew about each other. Well, I don't know if you knew about him, but right. I knew about him in 2012. Right. And then I got to work with him in 2014. And now, I, I you know, then I got just to hire my mans, you know, in 2016. Yeah, there so, you go. And yeah. just being able to sit down with people from D.C. Like, my, our team was really great. Like, <clears throat> I got to reconnect with the homie Lee uh-huh. from South Africa, amazing trans wow. artist. One of the first black trans artists to get a con- uh, Converse, like a deal, a commercial, I think. They made a commercial for Converse. Really? Though. Whoa. He, yeah, he's fucking, it's cool, man. So it puts yeah. you in contact. So the festival kind of gives that magic of networking. Yeah, yeah. Like where once you were just a lonely Tucson kid. Yeah, and then you like, you, you meet a, an area with the whole world in it. <laughs> exactly, man. That's awesome, dude. So the festival just means that way. I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of critiques. I'm for one, I'm critical about the festival. Yeah but I know the potential mm-hmm. and a lot of OGs that I respect who <clears throat> like were stars in my eyes like right. now I'm like peers, with, peers them. with them so like I see the work that they've done to ensure like this festival starts because they've been there since like what the homie I was talking to had been to like 15 festivals homie Devin or something dang and there's 20 of them yeah <laughs> You know, that's a lot. OGs of OGs. Or I think nine. No, no, it was like nine festivals. Oh, okay. Because he, he said he, he had done almost half of B&B. So he had done like oh, ten okay. festivals. Okay. 
And then like are the festivals held in different places? Different places. So like it wow. moves around. They have this system so it keeps moving around. Okay. So like it'll be in Philly, Chicago. Right. Recently in 2015 it was in Atlanta. It was in DC last year. San Francisco in 2012. Right. San Francisco this year. So it's like that's awesome. It's a rotating, it's a rotating schedule. But yeah, so hopefully the big thing is like they want to bring it to the Southwest. Right. And I don't know how you can do that in the summer. <laughs> you can't do that in the summer. Yeah. No, they have to do it like close to fall, winter. Winter, winter yeah. break. Winter break, yeah. Winter break would be the best time to do it. Damn. Well, that'd be interesting, dude. Yeah. That'd, we'll be, see. that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. but they got you here. They got me here. I, I think that's the, the thing, too, is like they're building people in their, in their, in their group. Right. Right, so Sydney, my homegirl Sydney was future girl with me in, in Philly, right? Uh-huh. And then she did again in 15 and then 16. She got hired as associate director with the homie Jalarina. Oh, wow. And then the way it worked was that then Sydney would be director for next year. Uh-huh. So this year was uh, the Bay Area. She got hired as director and she got to choose an associate director. So she chose me. So the next year, I'm director. Right. And I get choosing associates. Ah. And then Sydney moves on to festival manager. And so oh, that's okay. like, that's the full. It just keeps, yeah. Keeps so spreading. It builds up. Wow, man. So then what? You'll be director if it happens again? I'll be director next year. Next year? Ah, and okay. then festival manager festival 2019. The year after that. What they say might be in like Texas or something. Like okay, yeah, man. So I was like, that's tight. Like the Southwest fool gets the... Cause there's no love for the Southwest, man. <laughs> you feel it? No, no, I I know yeah. it, dog. They always yeah. forget us. They'll be like, uh, I guess anybody so. from the South, anybody from the West, uh. anybody from the North. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go the cardinal direction. Yeah, like yeah, you, you can't blame them. But I mean, it's like, yo, you've had Denver up in the scene. You've uh, had fucking New Mexico. True. All the middles. All the yeah, middles. just because they're not there, the, like the middle childs always get forgotten, bro. Exactly. We're the middle. That's, see, that's what makes Tucson 2 in this region so interesting, is that we're the fucking... We're the middle child. We're the middle child. Yeah. You got the first child, which is fucking New York, New East York. Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got fucking California, California. as the fucking second kid. <laughs> or, or no, the youngest child. The youngest child. The youngest child. Yeah, the yeah, youngest yeah. child. And then, and then you got the middles, yeah. the middle ground. The Midwest, the, middle child. the fucking... The South is... I don't know. Story of my life, bro. <laughs> Story of my but life. Yeah, dog. So that's... That's kind of uh, what uh, the Bay was. It's right. really good to like be in that presence and like yeah. to do that work too. That's cool, man. But I really have, have enjoyed being back. Yeah? Just enjoying the monsoon. I was really sad I got to leave. Oh, and monsoon. you didn't get to enjoy it? Not, not the crazy ones yeah. I heard, dog. Yeah, dude, it's it insane. Cra- so I'm kind of bummed. It's insane, bro. <laughs> last year, last year was whack, bro. Yeah, it was, huh? It was last like dry as bone and shit. Oh, no, I'm good, bro. Thank you. But like, yeah, go for it, dude. No, just fucking go ahead, dude. It's yours, anyways. Um, and no, last year was whack, but to this year was like, yeah, you're right. it was on another level, dude. It was, dog. I heard. It was on another level. I, I, it was nice though. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. The fucking drop in temperature, dude. Ah, uh, hallelujah. Oh, we needed that, bro. San Francisco is stupid. Was it hot over there? No. Colder than ice. What? Are you serious? You know what they told me, dog? They what? told me. The, you don't the coldest winter uh-huh. is a summer in San Francisco. Cause my dog, we were in forty to fifty degree in the morning. Sometimes. What the heck? It was 
stupid. What? Because microclimates, dog, the bay. Right, like, right, microclimates. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. then we would, like, I would dress up like it's fucking winter in Tucson, <laughs> yeah. which is almost nothing. <laughs> I right? think I saw a picture of you, like, with a windbreaker yeah. on and shit. It was like, shit, stupid, dog. <laughs> like, I looked suit. at it and I was like, it's probably fucking cold over there. It was. Fuck that. <laughs> but <laughs> shit, shit was like, and then we would go to yeah. Oakland and it'd be, like, yeah. nice. Oh okay. It'll, it'll, it'll switch up. It'll switch shit. up. But it's more like 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 what? California's not even that hot like like uh, here or not? Depends where you are. Depends on your own. So it's like I think LA is a lot hotter than the Bay because I mean uh, closer to the fucking water. That makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I think LA is hot. Yeah. 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 But now I have a question for you. Well, I'm going through California. Where would you suggest me going? Well. Definitely go off of what's optimal. <laughs> oh yeah. What's the most optimal route? Yeah, and yeah, whatever's yeah. close to that route. I, I for one would say, dog, that LA is overrated. Okay. You will go to LA. Okay. Later on. You know, I've always felt that. I always felt that from LA. So if you could go even to the bay. <laughs> to the bay. Going up or yeah. something. I don't know if that's convenient for you because you go to the coast, but I figure that's what you would want yeah, to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna go to the coast and shit. I'm just yeah. gonna take the whole side of it bro that would be that that'd be some cool i mean like san diego is pretty tight if you're gonna go down and then up yeah, yeah, yeah. um because then you'd have to go down for the, the san diego and shit would i have to go down for san diego isn't it sort of like like upwards from here well it's kind of up yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of up right oh i was thinking of from the bay so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you would go that way beneath and then i can go straight up to the bay straight up to the bay and the bay is 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 cohort for San Francisco, right or no? The Bay is Oakland, Berkeley. Ah, okay, all that area. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So cool, the cool. city is I learned the city is San Francisco. Okay. And Oakland is the town. Oh. Okay. And I don't know what Berkeley is. I couldn't figure that Berkeley, out. Uh, Berkeley's probably like the. It's the youth. It's the, the university. The university. It's like, right? It's like University Boulevard. Yeah. But like. That's what I would assume. But like big, big. like a town. Yeah. Like it's like a whole town, town itself yeah. and everything. It's That'd cool. be interesting. Berkeley's tight. This is this is um road called Shattuck Road. Uh huh. Probably the easiest road to find food and books oh, really? on. Yeah. Shattuck Road. Shattuck Shattuck Ave, I think. Shattuck Ave. Like that. I don't remember that. I remember that. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. Just I I would do that. I mean, L. A. Yeah. Definitely is something you you gotta see. Ah, maybe. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, <laughs> it's traffic. As if well. it's too out of the way, I'm probably not. Mostly if I'm I'm going up the coast and shit. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, optimal roads, man. That's what I would encourage. Optimal roads. I will. We'll see how it goes. I, I have to. De- I, I'm debating on, on seeing if I stay in San Diego for like a day, and then keep going, or like see if I just pass it the first day. Really depends too, because I'm trying to like talk to people that I know over there in California that are down to sit down and have a podcast too. So. See what's up. I have a I have an old classmate, who's a who's who's like legitimate an actor now, and he's he's like he's wow. getting roles and shit. Wow. Yeah, like he's like and so like, I'm I'm gonna see what's up with him and see if he's at any free time to sit down and shit. So we'll see. I'd be tired. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be That's interesting. A idea. Yeah, he's he, he's a cool guy. He, he seems very. When I met him, he was very focused. Yeah. Yeah, very very focused guy. So we'll, we'll see how he's doing. Is he from here? Um. I heard that he was adopted. Uh, his, his his name is Dylan Mutiaba, but but his actor's name is Dan, Dylan Daniel. <laughs> I think I like I don't I think he's adopted or or his his family migrated from Africa. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Dylan Daniel. 
yeah, yeah. He's 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 a cool guy. He's he's a very chill guy. Yeah, that is, that's yeah, it's just a chill guy. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. And then like Portland is a whole different thing. Have you ever been up there? Mm-hmm. No, I I've met some folks from up there. Yeah. 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 I don't know much. I'm, I'm, I'm going as blind as you then, bro. Because I have no idea. Why that destination? Well, because the solar eclipse is happening over oh, there. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so, I, like, uh, uh, Portland is, like, my home base, and I have to, like, I have, like, a, like, in, I figure, I have to go and scout and find the best place to, like, capture the fucking solar eclipse. Have a good view of it and everything, because I have, like, a, I have a whole vision for it and shit. I'm, try, I'm trying to see if I can make it, make it be real. Make it be real. I'm excited for it, dude. I'm excited wow. for it. I, I, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how it's going to be. I, everybody's telling me, like, well, like, I, I talked to somebody, and he told me, like, it was, like, it literally turns to night for, like, two minutes. It just, it just goes night. And, like, all the animals start, like, like reacting as if it went night, and they start, like, like, making the noises and shit and everything. Like, they start to, like, move around. It's a whole bunch of weird energy and shit. So, I'm like, I'm excited for it. I, I want to go experience it. And it's a good... It's a, it, it's a good... I've had the itch to leave, but I, I didn't know where. And, and then the, that event happened, and I was like, it was happening, and I was like, oh, that's it. I know I'm going. <laughs> I know I'm going. For a while, I was like debating. I was like, where am, where, where am I going to do it? Where am I going to go like see it? Because like, it, it follows like the path through the United States. Yeah. And so that, that was the most uh, you know, convenient. Well, yeah, it turned out to be the most convenient pretty much. And like, I thought Portland would be interesting. I heard, I heard there was like some similarities between Portland and Tucson. Tucson, that I've heard that too. So uh, we'll see how it is, but yeah, man. I mean, that's that's my general my my general plan at this point. Well, just crazy. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. Things getting weird, bro. Things are getting weird. Yeah, you think so? I feel it, bro. I feel like things are picking up. I feel like there's this like this uh the way I I guess like, way the way the way I describe it is there's like this wave approaching. This giant wave approaching, and it's like I have to do my fucking best to build a surfboard so I can surf that bitch, really? or it's gonna take me over. I don't know what it is, but I have to get ready for like it. an actual surfboard. Is that the metaphor? It's the metaphor. Okay, it's the metaphor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't really. I, don't I really am also. Surfboard. I am also under some substances. So, <laughs> FYI, uh, he's catching up. It's okay. It's okay. He's here. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, so like, it's just like, I'm 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 hoping, hoping I'll be ready for it. But uh, like, there's just like this, something's picking up, and I don't know what it is. But I'm like, I'm just trying my best to be ready for it. So about you, man? Uh, like, what you got planned? How you how you feeling the the comeback? I don't know, dog. Your respiration from from the norm. Uh, well, I mean, I came back and nothing was normal, so. Nothing was normal. I think, um... <laughs> Explain that. What do you mean nothing was normal? Well, I just, I realized I was, I didn't have my target job, you know? Oh, right. I think, I think that was kind of like... That's, that, that's sort of like the one thing of stability is gone. Yeah, it's gone. So now my stability is DJ sets. Wow. You know? There you so go. So, like, trying to balance, like, working on actual content. Yeah. And, then and DJing. And surviving, you know? Wow. So we'll see how that looks like. I'm pretty solid to like October, yeah. October, November. You got like what date set or it? Yeah. Is it ready and everything. And I got like good cash coming my way. There you go. But it's just how do I keep that up till January? How do I keep that up till next February? I think next that's the. I think that's the whole journey, bro. Yeah. That's the whole journey. So bro. I've been preparing myself. I'm trying to be more intentional with my time. Yeah. 
that's, that's like like studying music i make time to like all right i need to chill out and listen to shit get inspired and then like go to the studio work on this thing work on that thing things like that trying to like sharpen sharpen the blade sharpen the blade i really don't know what the move is but i feel i feel i felt like something similar to what you were feeling yeah about like a year ago really and did a lot of preparation but i think my focus has shifted from that because i know it's impending i know it's gonna happen ah. but i'm like i'm gonna focus on this little thing i need to do mm. which is like okay pay, pay my bills <laughs> yeah of course of course and then and then like just sharpen the tools that's the fucking thing you know i think that's i don't know and that's all you can really do right because i mean worrying really about it and trying to react to it yeah got me a lot of anxiety last year oh, i bet so this year i'm like well Reasonable. what's one thing that can protect me is my art right. right so let me focus on that yeah. i've been trying to write i haven't written in a while oh, yeah how long has it been since you written since probably the festival really yeah. bro since like damn. april yeah it's april bro yeah. damn you know i'm about the same though i'm about the same like what this whole summer i think i wrote three 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 things like three like one like the first one was the longest the second one was like medium i think i wrote that for my mom i think that was for mother's day actually and then I and then like actually that was the, that was first and then there was a second one, and then I wrote one recently and it was like uh, I think I posted it on on Twitter, yeah. I posted it with like a picture of like a sunset that I put. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, uh, it was um. I was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got hurt, but it, it was my fault, and and, and it's a good little poem. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, yeah. So like I mean I I haven't written that much. I haven't gotten, I've given myself time. I've just been focused on next week <laughs> for like most of the fucking year. And yeah, there was a moment in like June where I really wanted to make something. And I was gonna, like, uh, my plan was to make a, like a video for like an old poem that I had. And then I went scouting for like the, like where I would, wanted to shoot and shit. Yeah. I went to the U of A because I was thinking I would do it there. And uh, uh, mostly just because I thought it would be funny since the poem is called Dropout. <laughs> <laughs> and just record it there but I was as I was there there was this weird like disinflammation of inspiration <laughs> you get what I'm saying yeah. and, and like it was just like like I was like listening to the poem because I already had it I had done an audio version of it yeah. I was listening to it and I was just like no this is not what I'm supposed to be doing like the whole time I was like no this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and like, I walked around and I talked to my friend who's gonna help me do it who's gonna help me shoot and shit and he was like, well, dude, just let me know, man. Like, maybe you need to just do something else. And I was like, yeah, there's something else. There's something else here. And I went to the fucking, uh, what's that? The, the cafeteria right there in the U of A. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I sat down and I wrote that. I wrote the second poem. This poem. And, uh, and I've been working on that one. To, I've been turning that one into an audio project for the longest time. I've been working on it since, like, July. And I've been slowly just building it up. I'm gonna show you what I got. Yeah. I'm gonna show no, you what I got. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, wild, it's 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 very interesting. And uh, the poem just came out of me, and it was so funny. Like uh, it was like the poem I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, I don't know that feeling. It I haven't was, felt like that. It was the poem I was waiting year, for, bro. Dog. I haven't felt like that in years. Yeah, bro. Damn, bro. I, you should make it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like maybe that was more like just the inspiration hit. But I like, yeah. I, like I, I feel like I, I opened the window for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, that's true. Yeah, I feel like uh, for those kinds of moments, you have to leave a window open and you have to train your brain 
to know that That's when this is it. the day, this That's is the good. moment in the day where the window was open. Go crazy, uh, go crazy, and then you know, you write dog. something down. I think I think I've rewired my brain to do that for music. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, shit, bro. Whatever is your passion, bro. You get that same pleasure from music that you do that, that you did from writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's at right now. Yeah. Also, there you go, man. It's kind of, yeah. Cause this week, I mean, that kind of made me feel like shit. Cause not like shit. Uh-huh. But I was just like, damn, all these like creative writers. Oh okay. Like I, w- I hadn't written anything. Dude, it's like a, it's like a kind of envious. Yeah, kinda it's like, like a not there no more. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because that that was my life, bro. That right. was my life for like. It's a nostalgic kind of thing. Who was it? Four, four years, dog. I started that shit in 2011. Damn. Five years, dog. That's crazy. It's all my dad came myself to, dog. Damn. And through writing, dog, I wound up DJing. That's so crazy. My mentor is is a poet. Poet and, and a DJ, DJ, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, so Dirty verbs, I love you. Dirty verbs. <laughs> but um, you know what's funny about dirty verbs? Every time I saw him, I was like, he looked like my older brother. Yeah. yeah every time there was this vibe he'll give me, this just everything about him, I was just like my older brother. It's just so funny. <laughs> Yo, Logan definitely has yeah. older brother vibes. Yeah, it's true. I can like, see. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, um, see yeah that. man. Like, it's interesting, dog. Like, the amount of like patience. Uh, someone can muster to like, seems like show you the way yeah that's a teacher that's, that's, that's a, teacher a wild thing. that's even that's a wild concept to me like the patience like the, that pa- that or just the idea of like yo i'm gonna help you out on this some shit it's called know? love bro it's wild yeah. though dog. it's wild <laughs> it's called love because eventually we'll be in those positions bro yeah that's true yeah. that's the truth right there you know bro. that that's kind of that i'm like whoa i don't even know how i'd how to even, do it? Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to do that. <laughs> and I'm sure Logan and like any other mentor never did it either. But right. there's like it's a, just, it's like you need help, I'll help you. Yeah, that's how it works, man. Uh, it's just that's it's great, bro. I, I never, I don't think I've ever actually encountered a mentor myself. Um, besides, like a general life, not like a specific mentor and like a, a thing I was doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've encountered one. Not maybe not in person. Right. I have like a distant mentor. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I have like a specific mentor for like making videos. Yeah. And I have a specific mentor for making podcasts. Yeah. But like for a roof, but like they're not in person. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're distant. I just admire their work yeah, more than anything. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean that's another form of mentorship. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But uh, that's pretty much it though. Like and, and yeah. I have never had an actual legit mentor, like in person. That's real. That's crazy, man. Uh, Sometimes it's like that, man. Yeah. I, I know OGs and homies too who don't even don't have like mentors yeah, and then just go on for like Kiko for the most time didn't have a mentor yeah. Logan became his mentor really that's crazy damn aren't they like that like, aren't they like the same age or not well Kiko like 29 and like Logan's like 32 33 oh it's a little bit older yeah oh, okay. just a little bit and I mean even emotionally like, <laughs> like Logan's more more, more. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love Kiko though uh, Kiko's great because great shit. No, that no, um, the fucking um, oh, I'm gonna show you that right now. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll see what you got, uh, your opinion on it. But um, on what? On the the fucking project that I've been working on. Oh yeah. And um, but yeah, man, shit. Man, do you want? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do this to you, bro. What are you gonna do to me? I'm gonna show you some of the beat tapes. You gonna show me some of the beat tapes? You want them on record? Or you wanna end it then? Y'all get an exclusive listen. Ooh, exclusive listen, guys. Where are the speakers on this thing? So it'll be like around here. All right, cool, cool, cool. So this one, so 
Schau mich, schau mich, schau mich. Oh, that's why. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Catches a wave, bro. <laughs> yeah, and that font, that that feeling you were talking about earlier about the poem. Yeah, that's where it's kind of been like. That's where it's at, right yeah. there. Where it's like, it's like um, when you're making it, it's like it's pregnant. It's it's pregnant with meaning yeah, while you're doing yeah, it. And you're like, exactly. this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it justifies exactly. my existence. Kind of level. So then this one right here. Yeah, right? I made yeah. this one I about like on that same tip, bro. Like maybe. A, Maybe the day before I left to uh -huh. the bay. Okay. I don't know, but I put it together after I came back. first one more I will, yeah, I'll real. be honest that's real I, I that's like real. the first one more but that, that yeah. one was good but I think what's, that one was good was really cool well, not but and I think yeah. um, those two songs are really related yeah and in the technique because there's no drums at all it was the sample there had, aren't huh the sample oh, has its own like percussive yeah like element to it so like you just used it itself yeah. oh wow okay Fuck yeah, man. So it was more natural. But yeah, yeah it sounded more natural. This, that, last, this uh, last one, the second one, more raw. Yeah. First one's a little more polished. Okay. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. That, that's good, bro. Thank you. Good balance. No, that, don't worry, Thank you. I wanted to show you those. Too. Thank you, man. I like those. They're my favorite. Oh, the first one for sure. That one was like, yeah. I, I was like, uh, like, like my, my desire was like, can I make a video to that? It'll be great. If you want, yeah. <laughs> Another one? No, that's fine. I'll just, uh, just background. background. Cool, cool, cool. I think you showed me that one, actually. 
Might have. Yeah. I, well, I've played it on the, the Instagram. Ah, okay, that probably was. That's the Instagram and the Twitter. I was showing, I was showing my friend. Uh, I have a friend who, who, uh, he, he, he's a rapper, but he's become more like a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's trying, like he's trying to like yeah. beyond more than just rapping, cause he, like, he likes more, more than just rap. Yeah. And I was showing him your beats and shit, and he was like, oh, like this, this is, this is real chill. Like I was like, yeah, dude, he's real chill. <laughs> he's real chill. He's <laughs> real chill. It's real good though. That's he, like, funny, dog. He enjoyed That's your beats. Everything, dog. Everyone yeah. says that. Yeah, man. Your, 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 Explain yours, that to me. Why? Yours that? are. They're really laid back, bro. I don't know, like the the way. Cause I guess the BPMs are slower than themselves, yeah, yeah. and then like, I don't know what you set them up, like the voices every once in a while, the little sounds you make with the voices, yeah. there's a like relaxing kind of feeling to it. I don't know, bro. That's what I'm getting from it. Like, that's there's really- also like this. Uh, always for me, at least for me, there's always this like caught in nostalgia almost. You know, like whenever I listen to one of your beats, it's like this like. Uh, it's it's bittersweet i guess but it's like this acknowledgement like i made this from things in the past (laughs) but i know i'm not there no more (laughs) yeah that's That's real no that's exactly what it is yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's how it seems that's how it always feels to me like 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 well i remember one day i was listening to your like your scene your scene d tape yeah that's the vibe mostly. That, that is the vibe. That's the vibe that's mostly. The style. That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. that's where that's where it birthed, right? That's yeah, where it started. That's where DJQ's birth was. That was beautiful. Yeah, no, that's great. It was um, that was very interesting, dude. That's that's how I always seen your like your type of beats and stuff. That's how I've seen most of your beats. But like, I don't know. I don't like most of the time. Every time you show me a beat, it's like that. There's always like this like slight hint of nostalgia. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is there? I think I am, think there is, dog. Thank you for opening the space, though. I don't think I get talked about like, cause DJQ is not a person, right? Like, Q is the person. Sub personality. Yeah, it's it's the medium, oh. it's the modem. Oh, DJ. Like, the it's D- the modem. Yeah. But Q is Q. It's, yeah. Q exactly. is you. Yeah. Ah, okay. So the DJ thing. Okay. In the same way that poetry allowed me to to like rationalize and analyze my surroundings yeah right the the music i think that has been like created yeah through the all the all the things that have inspired me i feel like carry that carry nostalgia that. Oh, okay right even in the way i've sampled right there's a lot yeah. of like older older music that is being like recontextualized in this yes yeah to to emote that because i mean yes. my favorite beats were always like pete rock and and Jay Dilla, right. and any anything sample heavy, right? Even right. Kanye West, a little little more uh, modern. Modern yeah. DJ, uh, who else? And a couple other DJs. I mean, like Noah Forty Two, like that. Right, right, right. I think inherently, hip hop is very nostalgic. I think sample based music. I can see that. Yeah, that's very true. It's based off the past. Based off the past. Based on built on top of the past. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I've tried to make this this like open conversation. Yeah. To like bring those samples, but like let them be what they would be now. Now, with what we know and what we like. Filtered through you. Yeah. So like Filtered what what I know yeah. to be as like modern, right? Yeah. Well, not even modern. You can't even name it because I'm I'm basing my techniques on people, people who are behind you. Behind me, right? So yes, yes, yes. I feel like this is a take 
At least through like a Chicanx, right? Southside food. Lens. <laughs> I love the whole face you did with it. Yeah, Air man. quotes too. It's, it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I've come to a point where I'm like, this is whack. Uh, all those like kind of label things. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part of this beat. This is Slumber off CD. I remember. Oh, okay. I ended this, this beat like this. The sample is Lonnie Liston Smith, dog. This beat, uh, this song called Meditations. Yeah. And. is great uh it's good like like scene p great great cruising music bro it really is it really it is, is bro it's great and that was music. yeah man that was i think this this tape was the first time huh. kind of like my chat book when i put out my book yeah yeah um this kind of gave me like i was like yeah this is a lane i could like you can create, create that space yourself. that I can like and I think I just found my niche yeah exactly so that's a beautiful feeling because it was like two years before this that I had started making beats mm-hmm. and I wasn't even working towards anything I was just kind of putting things together right, right, right. and then with the whole like the situation I had with my mother and then like going through my breakup mm. um, it gave me a lot of lo- alone time so mm. I was like well all I, all I really got, cause poetry at that point, I was like, I'm done with poems. Couldn't do it no more. Couldn't write, you know, so I was like, I just use this as my coping mechanism. Yeah, there you go. And so I think that's um, a lot of it too, like, a lot of it um, calms my anxieties too. Mm-hmm. I feel like the chill that's atmosphere true. is like the tame, tame the, the chaos. The chaos within. Exactly. And that's what's up. It's a contrast at least. Exactly. It brings a balance. Okay, man. That's what's up. Speaking of tapes, you making another one, aren't you? That's the one I was showing you earlier. Oh, is that part? Was that part of it? Yeah. Oh shit! Does it have a name? Are yeah. we gonna get the name? Are we gonna get the name? Nah. I have to. I have to <laughs> it's all good. I have to double check with uh, with uh, Max about that. Well, why? Like you always yeah, that's, that's part of the collective. He. Well, I mean that, but also it's just that's my that's my mind. You know, uh, that's my genius. That's my vision. Okay. So. Okay. I always make sure to like. Get, your, get, yeah. get his, uh, get his, his view. Opinion. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like okay. that, that's what I kind of want to turn DJ Q into, like this more of like a moniker, like like yeah. a like an orchestration. Orchestration. Right. Like like I'm not in charge of DJ Q. It's various people. Mm. Like you know what, you should do this. Oh, okay. Kind of like that. Okay. Cool. Kind of like turn it into an operation kind oh, of. Oh, all right. You know? That's what's up. It's like outsourcing it. You know, yeah, you know, like and then creating the aesthetic out of that. Yeah. Okay. But maybe I'll change the name when I do that. But like that's yeah. kind of. So I want to separate mm. myself from. The from music. the music. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It feels more comfortable that way. Cause that way I can look at myself objectively and be like, oh, these are real feelings. These are valid. It kind of helps me <laughs> in a lot of ways doing that. Cause okay. I feel like there'll be projects. I know there's some beats on this shit, obviously, that are, are very personal. Right. But 
I try to like, like try look, to not like, make it that person. Yeah. That's so crazy. Okay. Oh, I can. But I can, but I can inherently, I mean, inherently, all of it's personal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's like putting you it wanna, in pieces. You, you want to at least yeah. get. You want to build the wall. Essentially. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've learned. I mean. Like it's honest music. I can. I, I feel like I can say it's honest music. For sure. But I think it's, it's like I'm learning how to be wise with it. Like giving you a portion of it instead of like this is the raw. This is like my heart. This who I yeah, am. This is who I am. This is what I'm feeling. Cause that's what it was like. You know when I was doing slam poetry. But after a while, you know you get burnt out. You're that's like, interesting actually. Slam poetry actually. Oh, like whenever I perform my poetry, all of my poems I felt have been very objective. They've been very—it's me just discussing ideas more than anything in a, in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. I—that's I, I, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, it's—it's—it's really. But, but, but being a Scorpio shouldn't I be like all in my feelings, mostly no. when I'm presenting that shit? No. No. Because it's, it's performative. Oh. Y'all performative ass fools. I guess but, I will say, nah, but I will say, but I will say though, it's different. Um, um, I think it's different for different people, you know. Like I was an introvert at first, mm. and through slam, I became extroverted. Like I could, oh, I could okay. talk to people, but it wasn't my my thing. So uh, when I did it in front of an audience, like it kind of shifted things in me. Right, right, right. But um, I feel yeah, but I feel like that's valid too. Like. The way you approach slime is definitely where you're at. Yeah. In, in your life, I think. Right, 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 right. So That's like so doing, yeah, doing that at like a very like vulnerable and always very like open kind right. of shit. Like I was like, I don't want people knowing this shit actually. Ah. Okay. So like it developed. You wanted to keep it more private eventually. Yeah. Because I that I mean, cause that when I was younger, that's the way I understood processing my trauma that's how I understood like dealing with the shit that was hurting was through, through poetry, through poetry. Ah, so I would okay. write it out and read it perform yeah. it and I got affirmation off it right 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 right. you got accepted exactly like, good job good job but then as I when I got to go to the Brave New Voices Festival yeah. and I saw that like as like a, a like a thing that everybody did across ah. the shit. I was like man it's not as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> you saw it like it's so much more now. Yeah, because it was. It, then it kind of was like. That's true. It wasn't even boring, but it, it I was just like, that's it's nothing like. Doesn't, it doesn't interest me anymore. It doesn't grip you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because now that I know, like, it's not a unique thing. It's not a unique thing. And then how do I? How can I express myself safely, and also in a way that. That's you. That's me, right? Real, real I think that's down. the ego, but I, also that's like the. But it's a balance. The balance, I, I right? I think it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. That's like me with like, because I, I like, I like the fact that I write, but I have this weird interest of turning them audio, my mm. poems, and like doing weird yeah, things with them. Yeah. So like, and that that's. Can we? Yeah. Side tangent. This, I would love to work on a project with you. Yeah. If okay, we can bro. get Ableton, like. Yeah. We can do some, cause I want to do some crazy shit with the vocals. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe like uh, I'm gonna show you what I have, and then we'll we'll see we'll see what we can do with that. Cause I'm, 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 I I've been I have like my project that I have. It's like it's like a, a like a pillar of marble, and I've just been just chiseling at it as I go. But the form is is start it's starting to take form. But there's like the details that. 
uh, for me to actually attack, I need to know how to work the program that I'm using. Yeah. And I'm using Logic. Like, I'm using Logic. So, like, I, and I don't know anybody who knows to use Logic. Well, that's as, your first as, mistake. As well. Your, your brain belongs in Ableton. Ableton? Ableton. Ableton. Why Ableton? It's... So, I mean, inherently, like, again, inherently, inherently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think all software is capable of making things possible. Yes. But I feel Ableton is the kind of interface, right, set up in a way where you can do a lot of adventurous things and, like, make it almost fun to modulate Really? And I feel like not a lot of people's heads are, are in that realm. Okay. And I, I feel like... I mean, um, that's where I want to be. Right, right, right. Because, <laughs> I mean, Logan put me onto it. Because, I mean, I was, like, uh, before, before, uh, before, like, I mean, I used Logic before yeah. for, like, a class when I made, like, the, like, remember that, like, the, the one, like, yeah. sing, the singularity thing yeah. that I did? Like, I did that on Logic uh, for school. And then after that, I was using, like, uh, I was using Adobe Premiere. I was using that, and that was that yeah, was cool. pretty good. That, yeah. that one was pretty like pretty cohesive. It was yeah. yeah, it made it work. But then I'm back to Logic, and I don't know. There's something like there's a disconnect that I'm having with it. But uh, but like what like Ableton what? I think Ableton also is also like because it's, it's used for live live performance performance. It's like a oh. DJ tool too. Okay. So like in the way that a DJ constructs soundscape, it works really well for shit like that. That's why oh, I want to try shit. it with film scoring. Cause like the way clips are set up and the way you can EQ and master them and yeah. like do all kinds. Of, I mean, drone music is one thing that Ableton is known for. Okay. It's like that. It's just random noises, oh. like put together to create a soundscape. Oh, okay. Logan and the homie Adam uh-huh. from Bedwell Bala are masters of like soundscaping. Dog. Really. They oh. build like u- fucking universes of just sound. That's not awesome. even like music, music. No, just sound. Yeah. Damn, that's interesting. And then the homie Rough Idol, aka Jim Cogley, amazing musician in town. Yeah. Uh, Rough Idols is like ambient music mm. outfit. And he uses Ableton to create really? like off field recordings, like going around and like stretching oh, them, really? and creating like oh, synth wow. and shit. It's that's cool. crazy. I have to check that out. I have Rough to check Idol, that out. I'll. I'll, I'll before you leave, let me send you his bank account. We'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. Yeah, um, we'll make sure and shit. That's interesting, man. I'll have to check it out then. I'll have to check it out. Or maybe I'll just transfer my shit and uh, start working off of Ableton. But okay. Okay, you're selling me on it. You're selling me on it. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you either, dog. It's it's a, it's a learning curve. Yeah? It's well, that's what I'm thinking I'm having with like Logic. Well, like, I have, oh, there's a learning curve going, yeah, going yeah, through yeah. it. So, like, you know, we'll see. It's just like I it's like I got to it with a dull blade and I have to just sharpen the bitch. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, thank you, man. Words, bro. You cool with Andy again? I can keep going, bro. You can keep going. You want to keep going? We can keep going. <laughs> I have no problem with keeping going. Damn. There's no limit to this. I my my minimum is 30 minutes. We're already at 51 minutes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what can I talk about? I don't know, bro. What have I been interested in? I've been really interested in. I've been seeing a lot of dance halls. Yeah? Dance hall reggae. Yeah? You know what I recently got into? 
just well, like I, I, I looked at it more than anything. But I have a friend who's like starting a ska band, and I don't know what the fuck ska was. So I was like, okay. And like uh, I told my friend, uh, the same friend I mentioned earlier, the rapper. Yeah. And I told him about it, and he's like, yo, I was hanging out with him. He's like, yo, put on some ska, dude. What the fuck is it? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then we put on some ska. And we were listening to it, and we're like, we both looked at each other, and we're like, punk reggae. That's what it is. And we looked at each other, and we listened to some of it. And then he looked at me, and he was like, you know what would be great, like, great if, uh, about this? And I was like, what? If it was played in Spanish, bro. It is. It's amazing in Spanish. Yeah. We were we were so pleased with that decision and we, we switched yeah, it to Mexican, Spanish. Mexican Scotch. I did not know that was LA a, dog. That was, dude. I was I was an immediate fan. I was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. I didn't yeah, know it was Scott, a thing. Scott's tight, bro. Scott's tight. I don't I personally don't have a great affinity for Scott. Yeah. I'm more into like the dub. I've been thinking that too, like how Jamaica really is like the epicenter of Cross between Western and, and African and Eastern music. Is it? Is, is that what it is? I mean, look at dancehall. Dancehall birthed reggaeton and hip hop. Wow. And then reggae was a combination of, of black music, man. Soul, R&B, you know, blues. Okay. With well, like calypso rhythms that's true, and stuff. Right? Yeah. Wow. It's just those like random melting pots where like something new comes out, right? I feel like two sounds like those places, bro. I, it hasn't happened yet. It's not our generation. But it's it's like it's beneath us. Bro. It's beneath us, we're right? We're the first. Well, nah, we're like the fourth. We're, we're like the fourth. Of, what do you mean like the fourth? Of like the string of of creatives that have been been coming from here. Something weird in Tucson's happening, huh, dude? It's just, we're going, like, it's like you're pulling it up, and the more you pull it up, it's like a vegetable. Yeah. Right, we're at the stems, the fruit, uh, or the, 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 the corazon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna pull out eventually. That's crazy. This is the dance song? This is like some dub, dub, dub reggae. Dub reggae. Which is reggae, honestly, yeah, but yeah. but that's a lot more like dub. Uh, um, Sound. Do you know what dub is, right? Nah. <laughs> I could guess, bro. They keep the evil. So dub music, man, is basically like the only one. I'm guessing what? Pass the duchy to the left hand side. Would that be dub? Or that'd that be reggae? Be dub reggae. Nah, that'd be reggae. But so, so what? Yeah. So I, I'll, I, I'm more familiar with reggae then. Dub, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Let me get you a definition off that shit. But uh, Lee Scratch Perry dog is um. Dub is a genre that grew out of reggae in the 1960s and is considered a subgenre. Okay. I'll give you some more information on that. So, music in the genre consists predominantly of instrumental remixes of existing recordings and is achieved by significantly manipulating and reshipping the recordings, usually by removing the vocals from an existing music piece and emphasizing the drum and bass parts, which um, is sometimes referred as a rhythm. A rhythm. Okay. So then contextualize this idea of manipulating pre-existing recording, uh -huh. aka sampling. Right. You oh. put that in the New York setting, where well, all the, around you is jazz and soul music. Right. 
Right. You're doing dub music and calling it hip hop. Whoa. All oh, the shit. techniques are set So it's like a brother to hip hop essentially. Hip hop is a descendant. Descendant. The child of Oh wow. Of of reggae music, of, of Jamaican music, bro. Whoa. Like that I did not know. It's crazy. I mean, it's a theory, obviously. I yeah. Mean, you could you could argue that it's not. I thought it came from more from like the. Because it's a mixture of things. It's a yeah, mixture of things, obviously, mixture of right? Things, right. The technique is there, and it doesn't necessarily owe itself completely to dub. Right. But it's like whoa, because if you think about it, the first DJ, the first hip hop DJ was Cool Herc, who was the son of Jamaican immigrants. Oh man. The whole sound system yeah. thing, yo. That's true. That's the that they did the first hip hop party was a back to school gathering where they had the Jamaican sound system set up wow. and funk records, so the the context was shifted. Oh. So the same way that um, MCs toasted during dancehall stuff, yeah. they grab the mic and say yeah. some stuff. Hip hop adopted that, that too. After okay. the funk breaks were became a popular thing, yeah, much yeah. way that the rhythms that people would rap over in dancehall. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, dog, watch. So, how's that? You're like, almost like a music historian, bro. It, I mean, this is what <laughs> I love about DJing. So, contextualize. So, the way I've been contextualizing it, actually, mm. I was like, all right. So, out of Jamaican music that was birthed through, like, the slave, the slavery, right? Uh-huh. Um, era, well, slavery in general in Jamaica, yeah, and how that later was mixed with other influences when like the U.S. started, like U.S. culture started like being, being broadcasted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the adoption of like this soul music, of this R and B, of this white white blue eyed rock. What up, Beth? Hello. You get stuff like ska, you get stuff like dancehall, you get stuff like right. reggae, right? Right, right, right? And so when things start traveling, I, I was particularly interested in dancehall. Okay. Right? Dancehall makes its first move out of like Jamaica around the like Central America. Okay. Which is like Panama, Nicaragua, El Salvador. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's this thing called Spanish dancehall, which is basically Afro-Latinos yeah. spitting over um, Jamaican rhythms. Oh, no way. So it's like this, this Afri- African diasporic like communication Whoa. between those who were like um, colonized by the English yeah. and those who were colonized by the Spanish. Whoa. So, and then beneath that is like the blackness that carries yeah. the music, right? It carries the music. That's so interesting. Yeah, man. Watch. I guess it's called um, Reggae en Español, too. Reggae en Español? Yeah. Reggae en Español? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll show you one right now. I know. I'm going to have to share this Pitchfork guide. It's like the 50 best dance halls of all time. Uh-huh. I, I kind of don't fuck with Pitchfork, but it's a good, like... I mean, they're good at, like, they, they, they collect a, information yeah, sometimes. Yeah, so it's a good, like, conduit. starting... Yeah. A conduit of information. Conduit is exactly. So yes. one of my favorite... That's what I'm trying to be. Spanish reggae, or reggae en español, comes from this 
guy named El General who was really El famous. You, you probably have heard this fool. This fool is Afro Panameño uh-huh. and did a classic um, rhythm yeah. in Spanish. That, was, that, was that shit makes me smile. It's, it's fun music, man. Yeah. I love dropping that at Congress, dog. Yeah. But watch, and so then that's that's some early shit. That's some '90s shit. Okay. So, so when did when did when did that start? So like around the '90s then? No. Early no, before? Early, like '80s. Bro. '80s. Okay. Listen, okay. '80s '80s cuts. Okay. Um, but he's '90s. Yeah, he's '90s. So he's the one who put it on the map for people. Oh, okay. He made it real popular. Yeah, he's like the Daddy Yankee of. Right. right. We were contextualizing that, but even folks like Daddy Yankee have an interesting connection to dancehall and like tra tra and like all these subgenres that came out of like this reggaeton, which was like that like dancehall fusion with like hip hop influence. Uh huh. Which makes sense because a lot of those fools, right, were in New York, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the Puerto Rico. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of geog- you know. And what else put me onto this? I wish I, I had the book, but I let. Uh, it's like my- you're watching memes migrate. It's the same way, bro. That's yeah. why it interests me a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow. I, I, that shit interests me too. Have you gone into like Spanish memes, like Mexican <sighs> paisano memes? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, that subgenre of memes. Uh-huh. It's fucking ridiculous, though. Yeah? It's actually terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's <laughs> fuck. Like, it like, I, I think, like, yeah, I have a tendency of, like, watching memes and through history just, like, find their way out. And then, yeah. like, like the same meme maybe show up in two different places yeah. sometimes, too. It's, like, real Remember weird. that moment that meta memes were, like, a meme within a meme within a meme was happening? Oh, shit. I think so. I think so. That sounds super fucking familiar. Yeah, no, there's something about that, man. It's like, it's like, there's like a, there's this, there's this great, I, I, have you heard of Carl Jung? Yeah, 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 he has a, he has a great quote. I think it's from him. And he has a great quote. It's like, people don't come up with ideas. No, people don't, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's like for sure. That's that vessel shit, bro. That's that ve- yeah, for sure, man. Because people are more possessed by their, like, their ideas than they, than they think yeah. they have. Like there's another great quote. Uh, I think it's uh, I think Terrence McKenna says this. Um, when you think you're thinking, you're actually listening. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> and it makes you be like, it makes you like fall into yourself a little bit and be like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> that's some true shit. Yeah, this is a true shit right there, bro. That's some true shit. Yeah, bro. That's a that's a thing. I have that on my mind all the time. So like like. 
like I like one thing like like I like originality, and like I know there's nothing original about me. Wow. <laughs> Only my life. Only my life is original, and that's it. So like, that's all I got uh, to a certain extent. And like, and like it's funny because I like to podcast and I like to talk, but like I'm talking and I'm spouting, I'm not spouting anything original. Not exactly. Maybe I'm saying it in a different way, but it's not technically original, you know. And that fucks with me. But it's like, it's like the sacrifice of like communication. <laughs> Uh, so like there's that and I, and I just get I can, I can get lost in that fucking rabbit hole real quick no I mean I live there but besides is, the point it is a while though cruising slow and shit <laughs> <Driving. laughs> he's staring him down there's no need to stare the brother down that's scary dog Kiko has some weird people come over dog oh yeah but um Kiko he's talking shit about you bro <laughs> yeah dog I think that even to pinpoint the source of ideas is a very like it's like going like where, where, where was a big bang yeah. <laughs> where did that take place I remember <laughs> we were just talking about this last night my me, mom's womb me and fucking uh, me Mike Jesse Ninja yeah yeah Pondy were in the, we were ciphering last night so you guys have like a small philosophical group I swear to god we do dog and so god. we were talking about Pondy remembers I'm just gonna share this shout out to Pondy Mike Jesse, well, Ray, I should call you Ray on podcast. What up, guys? And Ninja. <laughs> uh, so I think Pondy was telling us that he would, for seconds, question why he had a body. He was like six. He yeah. Would, he would snap into his body and be like, well, and like ask his mom, why are we alive? And what he told me next was what, like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Was, she was like, don't worry about that. Read the Bible. <laughs> and so it's like... Uh, see, nobody wants to think about yeah, it. Yeah, my dad. My dad would do that too. He was like... He uh, would like always fuck... Well, I don't know if he fucked up, but... Mm-hmm. I always thought it was like this weird inconsistency. It was like... If you try to think about a time before God in the universe, you can't think of that. Because your mind isn't allowed to go that far. And I was like... That sounds like a... But I, I like the premise of it, like, uh-huh. you know, we're not wired to know what an origin is for us. Like, we're, we don't have that, because it's not in an encyclopedia of, like, our, our truths. Explain that. You what feel me? Mean? Like, what do you mean? Because, like, think about the beginning of anything, the beginning of life. Generally or mine? Generally. Can you even fathom that? Not really. Because I can it's barely like, fathom my birth, bro. Yeah, that same. You feel me? Same. I can't even. I can't. Well, actually, not, at least another question for me. What was your first memory? That's another thing, right? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. You don't know? Do I, you have, do I you have, have it I have archived? A, I have a legit first memory. It's me. I'm maybe three years old, and we've. I think we've just moved to... It's see that not that not that I have this other one that's right there, but I I remember this one also, and it's almost dream in the quality that I remember it. Yeah. But I I asked my mom and she's like, yeah, that that was that happened. But maybe I like I'm joining two memories together, but it's me. I'm wandering through a house we just moved to, yeah. and it's like up in Cortado and shit. Like yeah. that, this is where I grew up from my my niñez and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I'm walking through it. I'm just like, there's this like sense of like wonderment because I'm just like, like I, I, I like I'm noticing that I'm noticing. <laughs> you know what? I lied. I do remember my. I'll share mine after yeah, you. Yeah, and and I was just walking around, and I know there was a whole bunch of commotion and shit. And I go outside, and we're celebrating like a birthday party. It's like a party or something. And then now, and then there's like another memory where like it's a very short memory where I remember I was watching the Tasmanian Devil on TV. Yo. And I was over here in like the South Side, uh, Aleppo. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's that was my parents' first house. And I was right there, and I was just chilling there, and I remember, like, we were just leaving. And I remember just leaving. I remember looking at the TV and looking off, and we were just leaving. And I was like, one of, the, that, one of them came first, and it might have been that the one in Aleppo came first. Yeah. But the other one was more noticing I'm noticing kind of thing. What was, what, 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 I think what was the yours? only one I can go as far. Yeah. There's a picture of it, or at least a moment similar to it. Yeah. My dad put me on his lap, but I was I was small enough where I had to stand on his lap. Oh, okay. And he had me on the steering wheel. Oh. And so like he was moving it from the bottom, but my hands were on the top. That's awesome. I just remember the light of like the, the dashboard and like the road. That's crazy. That's all it is. Yeah. But I don't know, dog. But even that, I feel like that idea of is it real? A first memory. Yeah. Like then that poses the question. Is that the moment your brain decided to start saving, or is is? Or I feel like I feel like at that moment it's when language was finally installed into your brain. That's a legit thing for like old tribes and shit. They wouldn't consider a baby a human mm. until it could speak. So like if they if a baby was born and yeah. they looked at the, the situation, they're like, we need to kill him, uh, and they'll just get rid of it because it's just a baby. It wasn't a being. Yeah. Like maybe that's the, that's where that comes from. That that that. This is it for sure. Where like we're like because like because like I just I I remember like those two were like the most vaguest I got, and then the next memory I have is like I was chilling. And this one's like the most vivid, and I remember this real specifically. I was I was chilling and I was watching TV, and I was the happiest kid on the planet. I was just full of like just full of happiness. Just like this is awesome. I can watch TV and the light shoots into my eye and I see it. And then, because my brain's an asshole, my brain was like, okay, who's, the tele- who's watching the television set that's your eyes? And I just like sat there and like, I was just like, I don't, oh fuck. And I was like four. And I didn't know what the fuck to do with that question. That question made me like, made me like stop and pay attention because I felt like somebody knew the answer. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't nobody, nobody knew the answer. <laughs> nobody knew the answer. That was a. That was an interesting little moment. <laughs> that was an interesting little moment. Uh, yeah, I was like four, and I just like sat there and wondered who's watching. Who's watching this? And, and I, 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 it fucked me up. It fucked me up, and like it made me, it made me ultra vigilant. Yeah. And I, I made it in that habit of me being observant. I kept it even though I forgot. Because I sort of forgot that that happened to me. Even though I forgot that it happened and that was the reason why I became observant, I just stayed observant. And it just like, I just like, I just remembered. Like, I just like, I just kept being observant, waiting, waiting. And that was like most of my youth, I was waiting, right. waiting for something. I never- You're still waiting. I'm, and it never came. I don't think I'm waiting anymore. You, you, aren't you preparing though? Oh, I'm preparing. 
but the preparation itself means it's time. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. You got what I'm saying? Dude, like, since the 31st, this whole week, man, it's just been this, like, fire on my ass. Just, like, like it's time. It's time. It's time. Uh, there's this incessantness. Like, like, like you, have to, you have to get up. You have to get up. It's interesting, man. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm, like, I'm like, all right, yeah, like, I've been preparing. I've been doing this. <laughs> uh, so I'm just getting ready, man. Just getting ready. Pretty much it, but yeah. This is the question. Hmm? Fresh memories. What like what, what? What else did you guys talk about and shit? Oh, they're in that little, uh, little philosophical circle. Man, we've been. <laughs> we've been on a freestyle spree, man. We're oh yeah. Just, like put on beats and like one after another. Just, just freestyle, Jesse, Mike, and just back to back to back to back. Damn. Until we're exhausted. Damn. It's weird, dog. That's it's, awesome. It's weird. Like, we recorded two nights ago, but we recorded last night. Yeah. And that, that technique is so interesting to me, bro. This Freestyling idea. like that? Yeah, push, uh, pulling out coherent thoughts, at least coherent for the stream of consciousness, right? In a rhythmic pattern, right? That is almost intuitive. Because yeah. we don't study the beat. You just got to go into it. Yeah, we just really? follow convention. Like, oh, I know that... This is the way a bar is structured. I know that I have at least right, right. two snares before the next bar. Right. And kind Damn. of shit like that. And it's all like mapping of self. And I think That's of like crazy. jazz musicians, right? Yeah. Uh, like so jump on a rhythm, right? That's what it is, yeah, yeah. We're doing that vocally. Doing poetic, poetic observations most of the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is what I felt at this moment. And it's very interesting, like writing, well, not even writing, but like this exercise of, of like expression right yeah. I feel like freestyling like, yeah I feel like I can't write because in those moments that's how I decompress now just freestyling like, dun, 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 dun. oh you just throw it out you just throw it out yeah throw so it before out. I would have to structure them structure it poem. damn dude that freestyling to me seems like such an alien thing I like it because I'm in a way most of my poems have been yeah very freestyle freestyle yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but like and that's where it comes from can I do it? Like, would I ever be able to freestyle? Is like my question. And it's, it's all. I feel like. And like, like I, I wish. Like, I, like it scares me. To be honest with you, like that shit terrifies me. It's a very. There's a curiosity in there's, me for it's it. It's a very like, interesting place to inhabit. I think. Yeah. I think especially. But it's like a. It's a. It's almost like a allowing for possession kind of thing. Right. It's allowing the words that you, the feelings that you got to carry your words, or the yes, vice versa, yes. be in conversation with yourself. Yeah. Which right. I think is very spiritual. Very, very, right. But I also think I feel like the best freestylers can dedicate themselves to that. But I think it's the spirit of impromptu, or like not impromptu, but like improvisational energy. Like this, this chaotic. Mm. Like, it's in that, it's in that place between chaos and order. Exactly. It's where we're supposed to be. You're trying to like structure this, this mm. chaos as it's coming to you or yes. leaving you. Yes, yes. So yes, I think yes. like theater taught me a lot. Like theater mm. improv, slam poetry kind of has this element of spontaneity when you're writing it or performing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like hip hop, in general, like especially a freestyle or like a, an impromptu beat, musically, I feel like. Carries that like, yo. This is the first idea. I'm gonna chop this this four bars on the song, mm. put these drums that sound good, and then I'm just gonna spit like sixteen bars off that. There you go. Feel me? Yeah. There's like the, uh, a real 
rawness to it. Rawness of urgency. And yeah. I feel like that. I think that's the realm that a lot of people. I feel like we can all tap into things that we innately got. Some of us have very underdeveloped versions of that. Some of yeah. us are like. Not that's even, natural to us. Not right? That's where they live. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I will say, for me, dog, I, I had to learn how to do that. Right. I don't right. like. I have to say the same. I have to say the same. I only started writing in 2015. Writing poetically? Right. 2015. Now it was only because, like, uh, like, the first thing I ever wrote was, like, every once in a while in my life, throughout my life, there'll be, like, I'll have, like, a little thing that'll show up in my head, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. But then it'll disappear. And then, like, the first thing I wrote, there was, like, this persistent line mm-hmm. that wouldn't leave me alone. And I was like, I guess I have to write it. And so I wrote it, and it just wrote itself. It was the first one, too. It was, like, it's, it's a little rhymy. Uh, I don't even remember how it went. Uh, I don't know. Something about... I don't know. It, it's very short. Like, uh, I can find it later, but it's very short. It's, like, it's, it's very short, and it's very... um. I guess sort of abstract, but it's very rhymy in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had. I enjoyed it. I, I was pretty impressed with what I, uh, I did. Mine was whack. <laughs> Mine was probably whack too. The very first one I wrote, I remember this one actually. Now. Yeah. It was on an iPod Touch in the notes. I wrote this poem for a girl. Oh, dude. That's cute. That's <laughs> some waxes head shit. Bro. A wigs head shit. <laughs> but, um, head. Just feel like it's like cisgender. Is that what you're saying? No, it's cis heterosexual. Oh, okay. Heterosexual. Oh, okay. Very, very heteronormative. <laughs> the poem um, and shit. <laughs> like, yeah, just that idea of like writing to like a girl. Right, right, you know, right. Like a little chamaco. It's like get over yourself. Yeah. That's the first time I played with language in that way. That's true. And then I've been writing. I feel like my genesis with poetry has always been linked to music. Because I started writing poems off beats and songs that I really liked. I wouldn't oh, write really? rhythmically. I would just write this idea, like these, these images. And then oh. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this rapping thing. So I would write. And you started writing more, more rap-like. More rap-like. And then okay. um, when I saw Logan and Sarah for the first time, both my mentors through the Tucson Youth Poetry Slam. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Fuck this music shit. I just want to focus on, like, the, the writing. words. Yeah, the yeah. writing. And that, you know, carried me for, like... Fascinated with the words, bro. Exactly. And I then, mean, even with most of the music I listen to, I listen to the words and how they're delivered. That's where I get my feeling from. And so that that's where I was at for a while. And then I forgot what might have happened. I haven't really figured it out, but I had this, this moment where my focus shifted to the, the sounds, the music carrying... My favorite songs oh, like okay. instead of just listening something to lyrics, shift on you yeah and so then i started listening to the hip-hop beats like religiously really and around that time i was like yo i want to i want to make my own beats that's interesting man so like it clips to me for me like yeah, 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 yeah. at this moment in time i gotta learn this this way of expressing myself that's cool because words will always be there i feel yeah i've like i have that on lock mm-hmm. i'm just not interested you just in need to take a break yeah like when I did theater, dude, like I, I had crazy amount of experience in such little time. Mm. I felt like I had done like years of theater. Really? Because I had just learned fucking on the go. On the go. Yeah. So, what made you like? How'd you get in the theater? How'd that you... was just out of happenstance, man. Really? Homie Mark um, wanted me to do a play about the ethnic studies band in uh-huh. like 2015. 
And um, I said yes. So I was like, that's the, that, that means a lot to me because right. I was a part of that, that the whole thing. And like, right, right, right. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So then he's like, but before that, I want to put you in this play so, like, you can at least dip your, your feet in this. Right. So it was the first play I did was this one called El Ausente by Victor Hugo Banda, Rascón Banda or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really OG teatrista uh, playwright from Mexico. Damn. It was, it was all right. It was cool. Yeah. And then that was where I met my one of my best friends, Pedla, and like worked with Borderlands for the first time under like a professional contract. Wow. I'd never done drama before, so like That's crazy, I had to dude. learn staging. I had to learn like stage left, stage right, or you like just learned on the fly. Like that? I mean, it was like that's that, awesome. You know what dude. I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's that whole impromptu shit. I learned that off of like Slam. I learned that yeah. off of like just doing all types of exercises and I'm like fuck it I mean it's life bro yeah I mean that's (laughs) and I think I I attribute attribute that to my parents too bro who like whose work ethic was kind of like that it's like Mm. well if I don't know how to do this I'm gonna learn how to make make my check so for me like that translated into art that's good you want me to to do this fine I don't know how to do it but like give me the tools and like we'll we'll work. work and I think after that, Moss happened, and like that—that that was really fun. That was like a really cool moment for me in theater. And then I—I th- I I thought I was gonna take a break, but then they offered me a third one huh. with Perla. It was my third production with Perla, and yeah. that one was the uh, Ghosts of Lote Bravo, which is like this play about the femicides in Ciudad Juarez. Wow. And that one—that one took me to a place of method acting, bro. Like really. Getting into the character, pulling out like some shit, Whoa. and that's what fucked me up. And that's so oh that, yeah. So that I feel like I aged as an actor in that play. Oh. So I feel like certain things you do, like with music, I feel like I've aged well enough where I right. can curate my sound. Right. Same with poetry, I've aged like my techniques. I know I'm comfortable with, so this is the way I'm gonna write this. Mm. So with theater, I only did three plays, but in those three plays. It was worth deep. Yeah, it's worth like <laughs> you went in what deep. took me four years to find out in poetry, right? Yeah. And damn, that play that play was a tough one, man. Yeah. And that happened right around after my mother had just uh, gone through her uh, surgery to get rid of a tumor, tumor remover. And then I was like, in the months after breaking up with um, my partner at the time, which yeah. was was a difficult time, you know, yeah. for a lot of reasons. And so that play, like, already I was, like, festering in this, like, negative energy. And I had just done shrooms, so I was, like, <laughs> in a very interesting space. Damn, dude. And this is when, like, in that year, too. Talk about a whirlwind. That year, too, man. So that's the year I put out. A month after we had finished mm-hmm. the play, mm-hmm. I put the final masters on Cinti. Wow. And then around that time that I was mastering Cinti, I um I wrote the LA Times article. Really? Yeah, and after the LA Times article, I went to DC for Raven Voices. So I'd knocked down all these things like Damn dude. And then I just finished like my first reading at the Festival of Books. I was like an author. Really? So it was like this like Damn. Yeah. Wow. How does that feel? That, that I sometimes don't process this shit, bro. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I guess that happened. It's that fuck you. Yeah, it's that first gen shit, on. man. It's that migrant shit, bro. My parents never let us 
sit comfortable with like our our like achievements. I guess not, huh? Right, because it was always like a lo a lo nuevo, the next, yeah, the próximo. What are you gonna do after that? I remember winning second place, my first championship, the Tucson Youth Park. So. Yeah. But that was like, okay, bueno, like what's next? And I was like, dog, what the <laughs> Aren't you fuck? impressed? Yeah. And then the next year I won it. Yeah. And like that always, always has always pushed me. Yeah. Before it was really competitive driven, but I feel like now it's like, how do I do this for myself and like push me right. to do better? Yeah. You yeah. know? That's true. Which is. I don't know, man. So I like the I like the analogy of sharpening the blade. And sharpening the blade always, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to be a young master by by the time I hit 20, 26. Probably, <laughs> dude. It sounds like you're from the way you're living your life, bro. Uh, you're going straight for it, man. Uh, hopefully, around the same time, you 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 become a master. I I'd be a master in whatever the fuck I decide to do. You yeah. you are a master, dog. Uh, you just what? You just, <laughs> what it is with you? You got the title. You gotta build the experience for the title. Other people title. have to earn the title. What's the title? The master. Maestro, way. Maestro? Just in general? You have knowledge. You've been seeking knowledge. There's gonna be a point where you're gonna learn how to share that knowledge. It might not even be with a group of people. It might just be like with one person. One person. Okay. Because if you think about it, bro, that's Thanks. how the, the greatest teachers, bro, like Socrates and all those motherfuckers, like, yeah. they had students, dog. Yeah. And I mean, it's on some ego shit, obviously, but I feel like nothing, I'm going back to the originality, nothing about you or what you do is original, right? But your experiences are. Yeah. So therefore, technically, what you spew is original to you. Mm. And there are certain elements that can be used for other ingredients, right? I think of ingredients, bro. Like, ah, okay. Where you can throw, so like someone who may be in your path so you can give them what you've learned yeah. so what was given to you doesn't stay with you right because I think that's the wildest concept like okay. having just the energy the creative spirits and all that just stay in the vessel stay instead the of vessel. continuing because some things like don't travel as fast as like you know what I mean this idea of like world peace has not reached the people it needs to reach it's like a it, I feel like that's like a giant case of procrastination because <laughs> uh, people's interests aren't in peace bro yeah. wars of industry bro yeah that's true there's a, there's a momentum going we're all trapped by it but it's so stupid bro money is so stupid it is dumb it is dumb the way it works is really dumb I remember I remember I was with a I was with I was with I was at work and I was talking to like three guys and I don't know what we said but like I was like I was like we were thinking about making a, like we were just joking and shit like I'll like I'll pay you so then you'll pay me and then we'll pay him and then he'll pay you and then we thought about it and then like we're like wait wait this is this doesn't this doesn't end <laughs> and then I was just like wait this is the whole money system isn't it and I was just like oh shit and I just like I like conceptualized it in the simplest of ways because I always knew but like that moment I was just like oh fuck yeah man oh fuck and then think about that right <laughs> the circulation of money is one thing right yeah Think about what's behind that money. What are we putting in this money? Like, there's nothing that's backing this no, money. No, there's nothing backing it. You cut a $20 bill, dog, and you never put the pieces back together, that $20 value it's gone. is gone. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. it's a ghost concept, bro. That's insane. And that's the wildest thing to attribute to capitalism, 
which is fed off the death of not only land and fucking ecosystems but of people dog yeah. like slavery like genocide like fucking poisoning like fucking uh, gentrification displacing people yeah ghost money fed from like the fucking carcasses of, of living beings bro crazy. no like, like I was recently listening to a podcast actually and it's this guy his name is Christopher Ryan and he's making his new book he's, he's writing his new book he's a writer uh, and it's called the Civilized to Death and he's he he's, he what inspired him was the idea of locust. Locust. This is the crazy thing about locust. Locust in 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 their normal environment, before there are rains, before there's like a lot of greenery, everything like that, they're normal grasshoppers. Wow. They're they're just grasshoppers. And then when the rains come, and there's just like this surplus, and then like the the the, the population booms, they mutate. And the, the front legs become shorter, their back legs become lo- longer, their faces even mutate into a different form, and they go insane, and they eat everything, and they eat themselves, they, they, they go crazy. And then he says all this, that's capitalism. And I was like, ah, shit. And, and I got that, like, that, like, cause like, he's, he's saying that we're stuck in giant organisms that want to live. And they want to live. It's like people, and another connection to that is like, like uh, people don't run companies, companies run people. And I'm just like, God damn it. God damn it. It's, it's a motherfucker. It, it, it's a whole motherfucker. And like the, like, it's like, it's like there's a momentum of like, like I, maybe not the whole planet, but like a good portion of the planet has been running away from something. We haven't turned around and faced it. And it's like I feel like it's it's our generation, the next generation, to turn around and face it, even if we didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? I think we will though, in the way that we need to, because I think I think we will. The internet, bro. The internet, I think is it's just gonna push us further forward, bro. You think so? You think it would push us further forward? And so you know that idea know, of not facing what we need to face. Yeah. By the time we enter this new realm of consciousness, uh-huh. right, this space where technically we don't even have to be present, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a time, bro, where we're just gonna upload our consciousness into the web. We have a way to leave in general. Well, that's another thing, though. We have to think about it. Is humanity supposed to stay inside the bosom of the mother, or or is humanity supposed to leave the mother behind? Like a child leaves the mother behind, yeah. eventually. Like that's that's also something else we have to figure out. And I don't know where we stand. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like, are we supposed to like? Has it become more of like the mother produced the child, but the child has become her husband in a weird way? Whoa, that's some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Like now, 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 instead of the child, we have to actually husband our now not mom but our wife. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's a little wild, a little wild. But I feel you. I feel you. I mean, in it's way. weird, but uh, like I'm, you I have think to, like a, a much more clear one would just be like, do we stay in this realm of? It goes back to comfortability, bro. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We're so comfortable. I think that's our problem too, as a society. We're too comfortable. We don't want to move. We found a resting place, like an object that's in, that that's in motion and eventually stops. It finds its resting place. But that's where, that's where we're at. And we don't want to move. Why would we? 
we're being satiated, we're getting numbed. We're getting like, dude, have you not listened to to, to Father John Misty's pure comedy? Have you? Parts of it. Have you? Parts of it? You gotta listen to the whole thing here, bro, bro. Because he, he sings about all this shit and it's so he has a comedy to it, which is funny. But I mean it's like it, like this is it's essentially what it is, man. We're we're satiating ourselves. We caught in this like weird trap of satiating our physical body at the very least. Of of being so we're so fucking rational that we're like, well like look at the environment. We're okay. We're like the body's comfortable, we got food, we're being fed, everything's cool, everything's gravy. It's a rationalization of the situation. But there's this deep uncomfortability that we're all feeling. That we're suppressing it. That we're suppressing. And that's the monster we're all running away from. Nobody wants to turn around and look at it. That's tight. See, that's, I see, I, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, and it's scary. Who wants to look at the monster? That's true. Nobody wants to look at the monster. We're all children. We never like, like, and then the society itself makes it, coddles us, Mm -hmm. makes us stay children. It never makes us, it never allows us to grow. Never allows us to, uh, I guess I could independentize or like individualize, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, like like a mother that doesn't want the child to grow, society itself, anyways. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 something we all need to just look at. We're all too focused on our own things. I mean, hey, even I am focused on my own thing. But I feel like I have to start with me before I can do anything else. That's it. That's how it's feeling. That's a real shit. You hungry? Uh, a little bit. You? Down to travel? Yeah, sure, man. You want, you want to call it quits? Pause. Pause? You want to pause this thing? Damn, this is going to be a two-parter? Yeah, it's a two-parter, <laughs> man. This is too good. I got to respond to this. Uh, I, I, it's society want... talk, but I just... I'm... You want to pause it then? Yeah, I'm yeah. low on fuel. You want to pause it? All right, yeah. let's pause it. We'll pause it. Uh, I'm positive. I'm 